So tell me, how many times have you thought that, you know, you wanted to make clothes or buy clothes that you wanted to feel good about wearing? You know, it's really disturbing these days going shopping because there's constantly in the back of my head, is is this company, you know, contributing to the deep state? Is this one supporting the evil in our world? I don't know who to buy from anymore. So we went ahead because we told you a long time ago that we were going to bring only companies that we thought were patriot oriented, believe the same thing we believed, push the same values that we push. And uh, we found uh, we found a bunch. And one of the ones, our first ever sponsor was Cultural Life 1972. Cultural Life 1972 supports the culture of life, not a culture of death, folks. So uh, they are completely, um, they're against abortion and, uh, they believe in the movement to get rid of abortion and, uh, Roe v. Wade and everything else so that we can go back to a, a culture of life, their money, uh, 30%, 33% of their profits go directly to the culture of life and they support, um, anti-abortion foundations that have been doing this for a hot minute since 1972. And the reason that it is 1972 is because why? Because Roe v. Wade was uh, put into law in 1973, which was when the culture of death in America started. So we're, we changed from a culture of life to a culture of death. So if you go to col1972.com, you can also sign up for her email list and you can get the naughty nice list. So uh, she'll send you a list of the companies that support the evil deep state and the ones that fight against it. And that's a, a pretty important list to have these days. And, and Carla, she's a great friend of the show. She's been helping us out from the get go. Uh, we told her that we would support her here because I agree with what she's doing. I believe in what she's doing. Furthermore, not only do I believe in it, but uh, we've gone as far as to buy a couple products ourselves. And uh, it's actually amazing quality. I wore the t-shirt yesterday. It's so soft and comfy. You know, sometimes you put on a t-shirt and you're like, Okay, this might last for, you know, five or six wearings. This 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 is going to last. I mean, this is good quality. It's made in America. Um, it ships to you. And uh, you don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast of somewhere in a ship coming from China. It's actually made here in America. So that's uh, that's another really important thing these days. So, folks, again, culturelife1972.com. Use promo code PATRIOTPARTY, and that will save you up to 10% off your order. All right? Thank you. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Degrading us 
And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I'm the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved, better half, the better Lynn. looking half of this. Hello, Patriots. Either way, today we got a uh, special guest with us. Uh, this is, uh, I'm going to let, yeah. let Dylan <laughs> do the intro on this one. So, yes, because this this is my wheelhouse, although uh, he is another military guy, uh, yep. a, another veteran. So, Adam Hardage, Adam Hardage um, is... Uh, one of my my medical guys, you know how I love my medical guys, right? So he saw how everyone was being fired over the mandates, and he concerning who, uh, as far as healthcare workers, okay. nurses, doctors, things like that. And he was like, "What the heck is going on here? Because how are we firing people in the middle of a pandemic?" You and I talk about that all the time. The difference yep. is he actually did something about it. So uh, he has a company at a, a telemedicine company called Remote Health Solutions, and he has now expanded his company um, to cover all 50 states. And uh, his thing is, if, if you got fired over the mandate because you don't want to take the jab, come work for him. He's looking for great healthcare people to basically revamp the entire medical system in America. So, hey, hey, you know, people, whatever do, works, people doing the real work about, you know, the, the stuff that we talk about. So I'm, um, I'm excited. So, All right. uh, yeah, so let's, without let's any further ado, Adam. Adam, welcome. welcome. How are you doing, sir? I'm terrific. Thanks so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here. Oh, we're, we're definitely excited to have you on. I was uh, certainly thrilled when I got the request for it, because like I said, you, you're right up my alley. Mick tends to focus on the politics and, and I try to focus on the medical aspect. Not that I'm a healthcare worker, but I feel like in the past two years, I've done more research and now have uh, more medical knowledge than a lot of doctors going around. Um, they they seem to just uh, pander to the One establishment, right? They just do what they're told these days. So um, I'm really excited to hear someone like yourself is, uh, is stepping up and, like I said, doing the real work to take care of these issues that we scream about all the time. So um so tell us about tell us about yourself how, how did this start how did this come about sure um well <clears throat> real quick um you know our, our company we've been around for five years uh so we were in the telemedicine game well before the pandemic hit well before covid um it was really when when covid happened we kind of took a look around we said well that a lot of our a lot of what we have been doing legacy wise is going to dry up and we we um just we kind of went through 2020 just like everybody else where uh things were not not great um and the business opportunities the landscape wasn't great and then we came into 2021 and i thought well maybe just maybe uh we'll get out of this pandemic thing and of course uh we became very very jaded after that and our eyes became very open uh, as we realized that this was absolutely not about you know the the, the people coming to the table were not honest brokers i'll put it that way uh, and that our, our um, you know, wise leaders, so to speak, were anything but. And when they really started, um, uh, you know, firing medical workers, I will never forget. It was the night of October 7th, 2021. And I saw that Kaiser Permanente had just fired like 1,400 hospital workers out of New York. And um, I came into the office the next day and I said, hey, we're going to change everything that we do in this company. Um, and my employees were like, okay, boss, that's great. What does that mean? And I said, well, we're going to build Noah's Ark for medicine. So we're going to figure out, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to figure out how to fire or hire every single uh, healthcare worker that was wrongfully terminated uh, for refusing the jab. And so for me, for me and for us, for our company, we don't, it's not about the jab. We don't care if you like the jab, don't like the jab. Uh, it's all about medical tyranny versus medical freedom. It's all about uh, individual sovereignty and common sense and the rule of law versus, um, versus, you know, coercion and lockdowns and mandates and, and, useless pointless masks and schools and child abuse and everything else and we're just not we just decided we're not going to stand for it so um it's been quite a wild ride and i will say that everything has changed dramatically for this company and like you said we now see we see patients via telehealth in all 50 states uh we've got a couple of hundred providers um healthcare providers in our network i've got about 500 rns that are waiting on the sideline waiting for us to roll out the next uh service offering that we have uh, <clears throat> to put boots on the ground and build the medical infrastructure 2.0. So um, a lot of a lot has changed, but 
Uh, I'm, it's, it's a really exciting company and, and it's, and it's really great. It's a great feeling to be able to not only provide care for so many patients, but also to uh, provide a livelihood for so many healthcare providers. So when you say that you're, uh, you hired all these doctors, I mean, how, how many doctors are we talking about? I mean, just roughly a rough, rough estimate. How many healthcare professionals, professionals are we discussing? Because about 100 doctors and about 100 um, mid-levels, meaning physician assistants, uh, yep. nurse practitioners, things like that. So, um, and when I say hired, uh, uh, we didn't we didn't hire them. That's because, I mean, that's a massive, massive outlay of capital yeah. we just don't have. So we said, well, we, we were sitting there scratching our heads saying, how are we going to do this? I mean, this this can't be done. We don't have, you know, a billion dollars to, to make this happen. But uh, we figured it out with a lot of discussions with the lawyers, with a lot of banging our heads together as a team. And really what we ended up doing is becoming what they call, I don't want to get too deep feeds on it, but what ended up being what they call a management services organization. So really, so we already had the telehealth platform. We already had the experience in the business. We already had um, knowledge, understanding of state-by-state laws and all these other things. So, so we had a lot of the infrastructure already put in place. All we did was change our business model and start recruiting doctors. And then it just started spreading like wildfire uh, by word of mouth. And um, we we provide, what we the way that it works now is we basically do the patient recruitment and scheduling and billing and everything else. And these providers go on virtually onto our platform and they make themselves available and they see patients. So it's cash-based business model. So patients come to us, they pay us, we schedule the visit and everything else. The doctor sees them, they call in whatever scripts the patient needs uh, or lab orders or anything else that whatever needs to be taken care of. The patient's happy, the doctor's happy, uh, we're happy. So um, the way that the money flows is from the patient to us, us to the provider. And so that's how we were able to hire all of them, even though they're all independent practices. And that is a key component. We make every healthcare provider that works with us come be their own independent practice for two reasons. One, so it's a corporation to corporation relationship, uh, which makes it impossible for us to mandate that they do anything. Uh, and then two, so, so we have, you know, we already over a hundred doctors, uh, the, the administration can't come to me and say, well, you must mandate X, Y, or Z. I'd be like, I have no authority to do that. And what, what there's about, another, go ahead. What about state licensing? Like concerning state licensing, uh, like medical licenses and whatnot. I mean, ha- have you gotten any pushback from them saying, well, wait a minute, he can't practice like that here in this state? Uh, well, no. So we, everything that we do first off is honest, legal, ethical medicine. Um, you know, these are the real providers that, that are actually out there willing to be honest with their patients and prescribe protocols that are going to keep them out of the hospital. Um, and we, we haven't had any providers report any pushback. Uh, from the state level. We've heard rumors of uh, providers in other organizations that that might be doing iron or hydroxychloroquine or something like that. We've heard rumors that there have been some pushback, but I've never seen it. Um, so, And then as far as state by state goes, our providers are all licensed in every state that they practice in. Okay. So, so what does that, what does 2.0 look like? Um, when you say boots on the ground, are you, are you looking at at actual buildings or like mobile vans or something like that? Yeah. So 2.0, think, uh, I guess if you're talking about medical system 2.0, um, yeah. it's really kind of a reverse triage thing, if you will, to where, um, so for example, I have a three-year-old son, uh, Noah, and my six-year-old daughter, Savannah, uh, they never get sick on a Wednesday at 9 a.m. You know, it's always on Saturday at 10 o'clock at night. So where yep. there's no there's no provider available, your only option is hospital to ER. Well, those options suck. So instead, what we do is we have a 24-7 telemed service, which is uh, at your disposal. So patients go on, they schedule themselves for an appointment. And so it could be 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday. And while the pharmacy may be closed, that script can still get called in. And by the time the pharmacy opens the next morning, uh, you know, you can have meds in hand by like 10 a.m. or something like that. Um, you know, which is a much better solution. But then at some point, we've got to get beyond telemedicine because uh, there, there are certain things that we can do, like we can do some primary care, we can do lots of mental health, we can do uh, a lot of just regular acute care stuff, including all the COVID visits and everything else. Um, but at some point, we got to actually put hands on a person for some services. And that's where it comes down to 
um, our compassionate care model or Uber for nurses. I think uh, that's where your boots on the ground piece comes in. So it's kind of a combination of dispatch health model where, you know, it's the doctor going to the home. But in this case, we're, we're kind of um, triaging and moving frontline soldiers out, uh, you know, into the patient's home, onto the objective, as, you know, as we would say in the military, right? And yeah. uh, so instead of, instead of uh, having the patient come to us all the time, the patient is virtually coming to us, but then we're physically going to them. You, you, well, you're pushing resources to them at least. I mean, that, that's correct. the way I you know, and that's, that's fantastic. And I, it's such a shame that we got away from that in the last century, really, because when you think about it, when someone is, when someone's sick enough that they need a doctor, the last thing they want to do is get go to a, a car, yeah, get, or go to, car get into an ambulance, get out of their bed, yeah. you know, yeah. like when yeah. I, my mom had COVID and she couldn't get out of her bed for four or five days to even go get a COVID test. Right. So, um, yeah. and, and we sent her ivermectin and, um, we didn't take hydroxychloroquine because she's had heart issues in the past. But, you know, as soon as she got the ivermectin, she was better in four days. And it was it was fantastic. Um, and and yep. speaking of that, you said you, you work with uh, pharmacies. Do you have specific, do you have like a, a network of pharmacies that you work with? I know a lot of pharmacies are not filling prescriptions these days for things like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. So, um, so yeah, yes, you have that. We do, we do have a, a network of pharmacies and we keep that... Um, that information very close hold. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I, for I good reason. Yeah. It's just for, yeah. for who they are. So um, that's, yep. that's great. so uh, what kind of early protocols do you guys use for COVID? Yeah, we, we love the American Frontline Doctors folks and uh, Dr. Pierre Corey's FL Triple C folks, uh, Zelenko protocol. We like all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, I personally, it's funny because I love hydroxychloroquine. I think that that stuff is is the bomb. Uh, everybody else is really more leans votes for more for ivermectin stuff, but they're both great. So I would just say that we are absolutely aligned with kind of the the alternative treatment protocols that you see out there. But thousands of patients that we that our company has seen and our provider network has seen to date, to the best of my knowledge, not one has gone to the ER, uh, the ICU, or the hospital. It, that that's a big number. That's a lot. That's what a lot of, I think Americans need to hear is there's a lot of people that don't understand. I, I I'm a firefighter EMT. I, I understand what it is to be a, a frontline healthcare provider. Um, un, we haven't been mandated yet for the vaccine. Uh, although they tried and then all of a sudden Supreme court said, came out and said, well, we're going to do a bunch of stuff to stop all that. But either way, um, one of the things I always found interesting when I went to people's houses is, uh, when I asked them, it was really weird because after the vaccine came out is they were so proud. I got my vaccine. <laughs> I was like, great. <laughs> You're going to die soon. Just, just tattoo it on your forehead. I did. I didn't say that, but I mean, you, that's the first thing they throw at you. I'm, wow. You're sick. Uh, you have COVID again. Huh? Yeah. It, you know, it's, well, it's really funny. Uh, not funny at all, uh, but you know, uh, yeah. in the dark my, humor. So my, Yes. So my family, um, I am the only person in my family that is unvaxxed. Um, and I, you know, but you and I were military guys. I mean, I've been, so people, when they, sometimes they'll ask me, are, are you an anti-vaxxer or whatever? I'm like, you're, that's the dumbest question I've ever heard because, you know, let me show you my vax card, which literally has a continuation page. Yes. I, I, I tell people, I tell people, you do not realize when you talk to a military member that like we stood in a line, a bunch of dudes. Yeah our skivvies yeah. and a, a t-shirt we walked up in front of yeah. some lady air gun and they pumped god knows what into our arm and we sat there and we were like uh why are you standing here well to catch you when you pass out what do you mean when i yeah. uh and then boom <laughs> and it was like what did you just put in me i have no idea i just have to give this stuff they said this vial and it goes in your arm yeah. uh okay. yeah that was or, when we you know when you're in I love, or when you're in the line and there's like, they're getting you in both arms, you know? Yeah. And you're like, they're like, well, we can't stick you anymore in that arm. So we'll stick you're you like, in this one. And you're like this, you're walking through, you're like, uh, <laughs> you walk out that next yeah. day and they're like, Hey, we're not going to do pushups today. Oh, thanks drill sergeant for being <laughs> such a nice guy. No, we just know what you got stuck with yesterday. Yeah, what do exactly. we get? Stuck? It's yeah. It, 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 so, I, you know, I just looked at this though and i said yeah i'm not taking that because i i don't care if it's good or bad first off this is a disease protocol that 99.97 percent of people survive so why am i going to take a vaccine for something secondly i was like there's no way this thing is actually going to work 
um, the way it's, you know, directed. And then I was like, the third thing is when they're not willing, when, when Big Pharma has to get a, um, a total like 100% liability waiver and immunity, yep. and then they want to wait 75 years to even tell you what's in it. And they mandate and then coerce people to do it. I was like, yeah, man, something in the milk is sour there. So I'm just not doing that. So, so you didn't fall for the the free ice cream and burgers and lottery tickets and all that? I, no, I didn't. You know, it's, it's funny though. So my, my entire family, both Republicans and Democrats, and I have both, my family is split 50, 50. Um, both, both parties got the jab. Everybody, everybody got it. And what's also ironic about it is now every single one of them has come to me and has said, Hey, Hey, Hey bro. Um, can I, I, I got COVID. Can I, can you hook me up with some, with, I need to see one of your docs and maybe get some, and, and, uh, it was, it was pretty funny because my, um, one of my family members actually even said to me in the beginning, like, well, I don't want to take the ivermectin because it could kill me. And I, I, I kind of laughed and, 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 uh, I said, well, I understand you have, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to give you medical advice, but I will just tell you that for a drug that is number two on the WHO's essential medicine list and has been around for over 40 years and has been prescribed more than 4 billion times. I think the safety um, and efficacy of the drug has been well established. So we ended up taking it and uh, two days later, we're, we're all better. Amazing. Go figure. So. Well, my favorite too, and I, I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, Dan Bongino has got COVID again. And he's fully vaccinated the two shots. And, uh, he finally said it the other day on his podcast that he was, uh, he, he's like, well, why did I do this? What, what, what was the point if I'm getting COVID what your doctors that you have in your, your system and you don't have to provide any names, but what have they said concerning the vaccine itself and its efficacy rate? concerning the protection from COVID? I mean, have they, have they said like, we've seen it, we know it doesn't work or are they saying, well, it's like a, it's like a crap shot, crap shoot. It just depends on yeah. what happened. I, I would say um, we have a diversity of opinion within the group regarding the vaccine. Um, some think it is the mark of the beast. Some think it's, you know, it's ultimately fine. Some think it was just flawed that, you know, it was, it was meant for, you know, the alpha variant. And, and then when the Delta came along, it just, you know, couldn't keep up. I don't know. I, I, I don't know where the truth is, which tough is just getting uh, honest, honest data, honest answers and honest conversation. So we actually promote an open conversation about it in our company. We don't, we don't take a hard line either way um, because I, 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 we want to be right as far as I don't care what, what the truth is. I just want to know what the truth is. You know, that's, that's kind of the, the take that we have. So everybody's and got I, their own very emotional, personal spin on it. And me personally, I think it's terrible stuff, um, but I'm not a doctor. So does my opinion count? I, I don't know. Well, I, I can tell you, I got the vaccine. I got the vaccine uh, early on when Trump was still in office. Mm -hmm. Yeah, December. I got the first, December my first shot was in December. My second shot was in January before Biden took over. Um, my well, second shot was- of course. As a military guy, why wouldn't you? You know, exactly. So like, okay, that was, that was kind of my point. My, I, I almost shot him. She but. she got really angry with me when <laughs> I got it, but I I was like, I gotta go. I figured, okay, well, I've been in, I've been vaccinated for everything else, and I am a firefighter. I'm an EMT. I was like, I figure I might as well go get it. I my fear was bringing something home that she might have gotten ill with, or the kids might have gotten ill with because they can't get a vaccine. So I was like, and they can't get a vaccine for a medical reason, not for a reason like, well, I just don't want to take it because it's got fetal tissue in it. No, they can't take it because of a, a longstanding the stasis. documented family allergy to the stabilizing agent that's used in almost all vaccines. So I was so. like, I'm not going to bring anything home with me from work. And that was my idea, my thought behind it. Uh, anyway, I got tested like I don't know, six or seven months later after I got it in July of last year. And I had a friend of mine who was a doctor up at Bethesda and he took my blood and uh, I was like, it was really weird because he was a Navy doc. So the, the, when he first approached me, he goes, Hey, let's go out to my car. I was like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Wait a minute, doc. First of all, <laughs> army guys don't roll that way. We get paid first. We get paid before we go out to the car. And he was like, Whoa, Oh, you were such a, anyway. So I, I had to banter with, 
he was actually really looking out for me because he actually is doing another study uh, kind of under wraps. I'm not going to say who this doctor is, but he's doing it under wraps. And uh, his thing was more about guys that have been vaccinated with anthrax. And how that reacts mm -hmm. Vaccine. There are stories that the guys that have been vaccinated with anthrax, supposedly anthrax is killing this vaccine that we're getting. That anthrax is actually protecting us from this vaccine, which absolutely drives me up a wall because I, I'm like, wait a minute. This is the same vaccine that we got when we were in the military that you were sick with a 105 degree fever for like two weeks. You had this great wound that was growing up the back of your arm that you have no idea where it was from. And then all of a sudden one day it was gone. Everything was gone. All the symptoms were gone. Everything was gone. And then they gave us a booster for it. And the booster did absolutely nothing to me. I had no effect whatsoever to it. And I saw other guys who hadn't even gotten the booster, but they had gotten, they had never gotten anthrax, but they got the booster and they were sick as well. I was never sick from it. I was like, well, this is just craziness. So I went, had my, he drew my blood and he took it to a hematologist at Bethesda. And I either got a placebo, which at the time when I got the vaccine is quite possible because they were giving, it was a double blind study. The person injecting you didn't know what it was. And the person receiving the injection didn't know what it was. Um, it was double blind. So I have no idea what I got. However, what he did tell me is that in July, I showed no spike protein reproduction whatsoever in my bloodstream. And he said, that's odd. He said, normally you would show a little bit, if at any. I said, so which is it? He said, I have no idea. I don't know if the anthrax killed it or if um, you got a placebo, but there's a good chance that you never got a vaccine. And I was like, so I'm unvaccinated then. He said, you have a get out of jail free card because what you have is a card and you're not going to have any of the side effects that anybody who got the real vaccine is going to have. I said, well, that's interesting. Except now you're unvaccinated again. Yeah. Because you're not getting the booster. So, that's, hey, that's right. they, yeah, that's, you know, yeah. that's what the yeah. vaccinated and the unvaccinated have in common. Are never fully vaccinated. Um, so uh, <laughs> speaking of that, <laughs> so nor, I know nor are you protected against the disease. Exactly, yes, exactly. As we just talked about too. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's such a shame that they completely discount natural immunity. And I, I am firmly a hundred percent against the vaccine. I think it's the, the death shot. I think there's a, a global depopulation agenda afoot here. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I'm down the, the side of it's the mark of the beast, but on top of the allergy, God told me not to get the vaccine. So I'm that, that kind of sent me down that path. So, okay. Um, what kind of stories have you heard from the doctors and nurses that you've talked to that you've brought on or that, you know, that are, that are now working with your company about, uh, you know, what they saw or the treatment that they received while they were still working for, um, big pharma, otherwise known as a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that, um, the conversations I have are almost universally the same. So first off, if somebody wants to be a provider in our network, they don't get into our network until they talk to me first. So I do all of the vetting um, personally with all the providers. I think it's an extremely important thing because we're also trying to, we're trying to protect this network as much as we're trying to protect our patient population. And then as well, um, make sure that we prevent any bad actors from coming in because we've had a few of those kind of sniff around. Um, uh, luckily today, you know, we've, we've been able to avoid that situation. Uh, but I will tell you that the conversations I have are almost universally the same. And that is um, our doctors typically, um, they, they, they believe that this is a spiritual level battle of good versus evil. Um, they believe that in the concept of Noah's Ark for medicine, they, they are looking for, um, you know, camaraderie with like-minded people that, you know, uh, seek and defend freedom. And um, they were all, put in, treated horribly by their, you know, previous employers and some resigned, most uh, were fired. Um, and, and, and it's really horrible to see, but at the same time, I looked around and I said, so really, uh, Mr. Current administration, what you've done is given me the greatest opportunity to bring wonderful class, a top grade talent together in, uh, in an honest and ethical um, network of providers that, and I don't even care if these doctors are wrong. Let's say that, uh, you know, the, the vaccine is the greatest thing on the, on the planet, right? Let's just for argument's sake. Um, it doesn't matter. The point is these doctors and nurse practitioners and PAs have all shown a certain level of integrity uh, by standing by their belief set. So that's the kind of provider that I want to go see someone who says, okay, they believe in something strongly enough that they are going to, you know, lose their entire livelihood to, to defend their, 
their own integrity, which that's a rare thing. And that's, that's a, that's a marvelous thing. Yeah, it, 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 it really is really that, that, that is an, a really important point. And I like the way that you vet them. Uh, if, unless you have, and I I'm speaking not to you, obviously, but the rest of our listeners, uh, for those that have never, ever served in a intelligence billet, a counterintelligence part of this is kind of going in and vetting these people and finding out their background, finding out what doesn't seem right. There's always little things that people don't pick up on. You can ask a certain question a certain way, and they're going to answer it a different way. And I guarantee you have applied a bunch of, a bunch of those policies in there. Um, yeah, and working that realm, I've and I did for quite a while. I've run sources. I've run all, everything that you can do, uh, all, all the way through special forces and everything I did in the military. But a lot of those things, like vetting, especially vetting, I think we lack so much in in any industry. Doesn't matter whether you're in the healthcare industry, whether you're a mm-hmm. uh, a, a firefighter. Like the vetting is done at one level, and once you get your okay, then you're good. Like we run your fingerprint. Okay, great. <laughs> I've seen so yeah. many people that that's not even funny. Uh, I I laughed. I actually because when I first got out, the first thing I was going to do is be a cop. And when I the, the first, one of the things they had me go do was take a polygraph. And I walked into the polygrapher and I sat down in front of him. I said, I, I just want to let you know, I've been trained to defeat these. He said, that's impossible. I said, okay, let's do it. And I sat down in the chair and he said, finally, after the third time, he's asking me, the, the, we're in the third round of him asking me the same questions over again. I said, mm-hmm. hey, he's like, uh, hey, you have to show me some sort of response. I said, hey, I told you that you can't ask me those questions. I said, I will show absolutely no response to those questions. And he was like, yeah. But, but I was like, I told you, we've been trained yeah. to defeat. There's a way to do it. And he's like, no way. And I was like, okay. And he had never, ever served in the military, never did any, any time there. I was like, there is a way to defeat this stuff. And people don't realize that that part of vetting, what you're talking about and talking mm-hmm. to these providers and keeping out the ones that are looking to uh, really put the bad Troll. blood in your, in your, yeah, trolling your system, so to speak, that mm-hmm. is part that is like that is like the best thing i've ever heard and i love the fact that you just said it that way because you're absolutely right and it's got to be a single point of vetting i don't believe that just anybody can do it there's got to be people willing to ask the right question at the right time to see what the person's mm-hmm. response age the response of the person and i haven't heard a lot of say that you're the first person i've ever heard say that on the air and i i appreciate your honesty with it and i think that's a great thing so hey any of you providers that are looking to go to this guy i'd be very careful that's all i'm saying don't be a troll <laughs> He'll rat you well, out. We like nurse Danny uh, has yeah. Well, and, and we have that's part of we have a a sixteen page uh, management services agreement. So first off, the the first thing they have to do is uh, sign a letter of intent, uh, and then the second thing that they're going to do is they're going to receive a management services agreement, which has a very 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 clear uh, like a bad actor malintent clause in it. Um, and then, but before they even get to that, they're going to talk to me on the phone and I can tell pretty quick, usually within the first 90 seconds or so, if this is going to be a fit or not. Um, and, and what's really funny. So if, if you were, let's just say we were having a little mock conversation here, you're going to call me up and, and I would ask, okay, well, how, how'd you hear about us? What, you know, what drove you to us? And usually most people are either word of mouth or they saw an ad on Gab and we only put out one ad on Gab. Uh, we received 600 responses from that ad and just said, if you've been fired, if you're a healthcare provider and you've been fired for not taking the jab, call us, we'll, uh, we'll bring you on today, start seeing patients immediately. And, um, so, so that right there helps with the vetting piece, but then their stories, when we start talking, it's very obvious, um, you know, whether, whether they're coming at it because, because they'll ask me, you know, they, I'll say, tell me about yourself. How'd you find us? Everything else. And then if you were to ask me, okay, so, so who are you guys and what are you doing? What is this telehealth thing about? I'd say, we're, this is not, we're not doing telemedicine. I mean, yes, yeah, we provide telemedicine service. We provide vitamins. We provide prescriptions. We have doctors. Sure, we do all that, but that's not what we're doing. They're like, well, what are you doing? I said, well, we're building Noah's Ark for medicine. We are establishing medical, uh, um, uh, you know, the medical industry 2.0. Uh, we understand that the current existing medical industrial complex is going to collapse upon itself. And we're going to be there to pick up the pieces. And we believe that this is a spiritual level battle of good versus evil. And we're on the side of good and we uh, fight against evil and we are pro medical freedom. We are against medical tyranny. 
And if that's you, then you have found a home. And if it's not, then kindly see yourself to the door. Um, and that's it. Which you hang you know? up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, but 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 you can tell immediately if they're yeah. like, in most most responses. Uh, I would say ninety nine percent of the responses are, "Thank God you guys exist." Where have you been? I've been waiting for ten years for something like this, you know, or. Oh. And like, I'm so glad I got fired from my job so that I found you all. I mean, it's, it's crazy because these people all realize this is for all the marbles. Yep. They, they also, they also realize though, that what they've been existing in has yeah. almost been to the opposite of what their oath is, which is to do no harm. And yeah, then we, they are like, have, yeah, no, I was just going to say, cause we have conversations all the time where they're like, they're like, I can finally breathe again. You know, I'm around people that aren't crazy. So, and I, I've heard these, I've heard cool. some of these, I've heard these, some, some of these doctors talk, I've heard them. I, I, I know that uh, the ones that I always catch are the ones that talk under their breath. And it's like, you, people ask me all the time, well, what do you mean by that, Mick? I'm like, well, it's actually really simple. It's like, um, the doctor will come in and she'll be like, Hey, do me a favor, take these, but don't take these and, uh, get this done, but don't, but don't do this. And, uh, when you're doing it, but don't, don't do that. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. what am I, I'm like completely confused. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? I mean, you are completely cut. It's like, they're talking under their breath. So it's almost like, I almost feel like there's a camera in the room. There watching is us. the CCP yeah. is. And I'm sitting there going, yeah. uh, I've been taught to look for these things. I didn't see any when I walked but, in, you know, but, but I go to a military medical facility. So there might really be a camera in there. There's a possibility. And you know, as well as I do, there's a damn good possibility that there's a camera in there. Uh, yeah. Muted yeah. Yourself. Yep. Yep. Sorry. I was, uh, my, uh, a couple of my folks were walking by. So I'm, I'm sitting in, uh, the, the main little conference room of our office and, and uh, so I don't usually do um, media stuff here, but today it seemed like a good place. So, yeah. It's all good. Go. I like it. So before yeah. you got into medicine, you were, or not medicine, um, before you started running telemedicine. Um, it's not really right. telemedicine. Yeah, that Well, all right. So before you started building Noah's Ark, um, <laughs> you uh, you worked for General Flynn. What was that like? What What is yeah, he so, like? Uh, well, I, you know, I never knew him when I was, when I was in, when I was a, an operations officer, I was what they call a case officer, an operations officer uh, for the defense intelligence agency. And before that, I was uh, army, army guard with 19th and 20th special forces groups. And then I was an air force guy before that. So I had a weird career. I was all over the place, but uh, Flynn, I, I do know general Flynn personally. Um, uh, and we, we are both aligned on the medical freedom side of things. And uh, so he, I've, I've, he and I talk fairly regularly, I would say. Um, he, is a, he is very, very committed to the medical freedom fight. And um, you know, I, don't, I don't know where his aspirations are ultimately going to lead him. I don't know if he's considering some kind of an office run at some point or whatever else. But right now, I know that he's on uh, Clay Clark's Reawaken America tour um, uh, doing, doing a lot of speaking. And he's a real strong proponent of medical, medical freedom. And I'll say, you know, I, I, I did end up working for him directly in Afghanistan when he was um, with um, back behind the fence, so to speak. Um, and that was that was interesting. Um, I never met the guy when I was active. And it was funny because uh, when the General Flynn and I first met after the election uh, in 2020, so it was mid-November, um, we were. That basically, we ended up meeting at, at Trump uh, Trump International Hotel in um, in DC, and I had been up there trying to uh, do some work with some of the folks that were doing some investigations and wondering wondering what just happened with the election and everything else. And um, and that's when that's how Flynn and I came to know one another. And, and it was pretty funny because at first he was like, "Well, who are you and what do you want?" And I was like, "Well, I used to work for you, and if you still have access to anything, why don't you just look up?" And I gave him my my number uh for him to look up and i was like and you can see that i'm 100 percent legit and um you know it's uh it's pretty funny because like an hour report? later or so what's that you mean your reporting number yeah so, my so, right. yeah and uh well then but then also so i had a, i also had a an ain as they call it yeah, an agency identifier identifier yeah, yeah. so yeah you know yeah, all about and, that um, too 
Yeah. So it's interesting. Memorize too. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what you remember about your military career. It's crazy. It's like I can't. It's amazing how they number you. Well, they kind of have yeah. to because. And then they yeah, and then well, they always we don't know who wrote that report. <laughs> I love that part. Yeah. That always makes me laugh so hard. I'm like, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, it, it's yeah, but it's a different one. It's funny when people. Yeah, let's talk about hopium for a second. Um, Please, you know, I love hopium. I suck uh, on the hopium type all the time. Well, so so when people tell me things like, "Well, this is very interesting," you know, Trump and the Patriots are in control. I'm like, stop, just stop. No, no one's coming to save us. Not in control. No. no one's coming to save you. No, you could not be more wrong. Just stop. So, so and you would like, agree no, with it's me? Really okay, you just have to have faith. So, so then you would agree with me on my, my, my take on it. Then we probably actually share the same opinion when this, when it comes to this, one of the, one of the things I always, uh, I, I kind of harp on people don't realize, I said, if you understood what it took to make a conspiracy, a true conspiracy, you, what it would, no, no all, can do it. there's no way there's way too no many people like you and I that can keep our mouths shut. We'd be like, <laughs> Nope, that's not what happened. Cause I actually have pride in what I do. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, a lot yeah. of people don't that so yeah, uh, it, absolutely yeah what did you find out in your investigations into what happened in in november did you did you find anything interesting that hasn't been uh generally widespread released no what well, no i mean not anything that hasn't been i mean it just depends on what circle uh, what pond you swim in and what what circle you surround yourself with i mean you probably know all the same stuff that i do um you know whether it's the ruby freeman stuff or the ballot boxes or you know, the Dominion uh, machines, I mean, on and on and on. But I mean, cool. through this, we, through that whole Georgia, process, so. I mean, I, what's that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So we live in Georgia. So County. Yeah. we know all about Fulton County, Ruby yeah. Freeman, and that whole wonderful group of people up there. And we know what's going on right now, too, because we've stayed on top of it. And it's uh, getting more ridiculous as the day, the day is long. I, I keep finding out, I'm like, wow, this is not going to end well for anybody up but there in Fulton. You County. mean she's still employed as an election supprovisor yes, for Fulton County? But there's a reason why I found out why there's a, uh, we'll get, okay, to, that we'll get later, to that another time. Because I actually talked to somebody else about that, because there's a reason they kept her employed there, because sure. there's, there's something okay. else. Um, anyway, did you, uh, did you go to DC on January 6th? Were you there? I did. I did. Yep. That's uh, everybody. Uh, yep. I did. I, I never went into the end of the building. Um, but I was, I was there and I will tell you that what I saw and what is reported are two very different things. Um, absolutely. You know, we but, were there too. This is treason. Where's my Officer, I can't breathe. I can't hear you. And I'm Nick Searcy. On January 6, 2021, I went to Washington, D.C., along with multitudes of other Americans because we believed that the election was stolen. I saw with my own eyes what happened that day. And what they show you on the media doesn't tell half the story. Here's the Capitol and here's people going in there. They didn't show all of this out here. I saw people of all colors, races, creeds, Asian Americans for Trump, blacks for Trump. I even saw a guy wearing a shirt that said fags for Trump. And since I'm from California, I knew that guy. We're from Iowa. Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm here standing with my fellow patriots. We all standing for America. Despite what the media tells you, boots on ground definitely say something different. There is a sea of nothing but red, white, and blue patriots. These are damn working people right here. They want their country back. We're marching for the Constitution. We're not, it ain't really about Trump. It's about us now. They're, they're attacking us and we're tired of it. We had a foreign attack and they had domestic support. This is about individual liberty. We don't believe the media. We don't believe you. We don't, we have no faith in our institutions. The FBI is now being sent out by Joe Biden to punish people. We're at war. They're hunting down Trump supporters like dogs. Let me say that again, we're at war. 
147 days since my wife was murdered and executed. I step out, I have red dots all over my chest. They broke the door down. Hands up, hands up, put your hands on the wall, hands up. I was in jail for four straight days. I, I kept banging on the door saying, I have never had a phone call. The sixth was all deception. The level of sophistication and tactic is immense. I was paid to pretend to protest. We need to come together as Americans again and remember why we started this country. An insurrection without arms? What are they talking about? And why are they lying? So as you just saw, folks, capital punishment, uh, we've been talking about it for a while now. You can see down at the bottom of the screen, you can go to uh, hisglory.tv and use the promo code Defiant and you can get your copy, <clears throat> get your copy today. And I can't, <laughs> having, a, having a, a rough time choke. there. <clears throat> she yeah. was there watching what was going on in front of us while I was watching on what was going on behind us because what I was waiting for and what she was waiting for were completely two different things <laughs> because I knew that at some point I thought for sure the DC police were going to roll up their gangbuster style because I've seen them do it before and I was kind of waiting for that I was like eh, I'm not too worried about what's going on up there what I'm more worried about is what's going on behind us because when that happens we don't want to be anywhere near here yeah yeah and we were well, you know, looking up the stairs yeah, we were down by that reflecting pool or whatever. So on the behind that, so we could see the stairs and stuff in front of us. What the thing I got a kick out of the most at the time was watching the DC police when they started firing tear gas. How I guess nobody taught them not to like piss into the wind or something, because yeah. as soon as they started firing the tear gas, it was like coming right back onto them and stuff. And so then you got cops running around and like they're crying and you know trying to like get water on their face and everything else. And I'm like, I'm like, man, this, this what a clown show. It's, it's like it's, the Keystone like, cops. Yes. They're yeah. like, we're under attack. They're like, no, we're under attack. I'm like, by, by yourself. Yeah. I'm like, that's literally your own tear gas, bro. You know? I, I almost, I said the same thing. And a matter of fact, I said, well, when you put a net up around you and you use the quote unquote wind, um, we're going to go with a, a green policy that we'll talk about later. But, you know, when you say, well, the, the environment attacked us. No, the environment had nothing to do with it. You're just an idiot. You threw it into the wind and it came right back in your face. And you're wondering why yeah. you're suffering the effects of no, tear gas. You know why? Because they were all wearing cloth masks. They thought they would protect them. Right. There you go. <laughs> Well, and, you know, it's like, I mean, there, there's always that guy like in the platoon, you know, or, or in the squad or something. You're like, you're like, don't, don't give him the grenade. Just don't. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. He's going four feet, four feet in front of you. And oh, by the way, he, he'll have pulled the wrong thing and thrown the wrong thing because he's <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we said that yeah, a lot yeah. in afghanistan it was really funny when i was over there we were training them to fight and whatnot it was hysterical because okay. i feel like I, I would sit there and watch them and they would like literally sit there and look at it and shaking like a leaf on a tree and they would pull the pin and like throw the pin i'm like no throw the grenade and they'd be like oh yeah <laughs> they're left-handed go about five feet in front of us we'd have to dive on them and it would go off and i'd be like really <laughs> Yeah. The best, the best, uh, the best videos are like the, uh, you know, like the ANA or something like that doing like uh, group PT, you know, jumping jacks oh, and stuff. And trying that to figure that out. It's, you know, it's, it's funny because the, the military is, uh, will always have, uh, like, I mean, just, I mean, it changes you, you know, obviously, yeah. as you know, it's absolutely, and it's, and it's, I, I love following uh, disgruntled vets on uh, Instagram. And I love those guys because they post the funniest stuff. And uh, but but it is it's like it's an indelible thing that that you know will never you know you can't ever really explain anybody who's never been through it or whatever. And 
And, and it's, uh, but it is, I, I'm really thankful that, that I had the years that I got to be in it. Uh, even though now I am completely, um, if, if I, if my son said, I want to, I want to join the military now, I would say, I would say, no, son, like, uh, don't, don't, because th they have the virtue signaling and the wokeness and not being focused on like, uh, war fighter capability and mission accomplishment. Uh, you know, when I, that's the dangerous, dangerous, dangerous combination. And it's, it's not even about anything other than I just would not have faith that, that the people that, that I was surrounded by would, would be, you know, hard charging barrel chested white knuckle freedom fighters, you know, that, that are there for mom, God, and, you know, apple pie. It's uh, yeah, general Tilly does not, resound a whole lot Millie? of confidence or Millie, whatever. Oh, Millie, yeah. <laughs> he, he did. Well, we yeah. had a till we had a Tilly a while ago, yeah. like a long time ago. Yeah. And, now yeah. got Millie. Yeah. and Millie is just not the type of guy that I would say surrounds me with a whole lot of confidence actually provides me with more angst about anything else yeah. than, than anything else right now in the military. And I uh, thought he looked great with purple hair and pink lipstick and, and his fingernails. Like all that that was a good meme. I like that one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Megan Raponi. Yes. I thought that was yeah. funny. Like you just said, uh, my kids, you know, my sons, uh, both of them, they both, uh, my oldest son, especially he's at a military high school right now and uh, Catholic yeah. military high school. And he looks at me all the time. He's like, dad, I, I think I might want, really want to join the military. And I was just like, no, nope. I said, well, you can, I said, yes, you can. Yeah. After you go to get your degree at a four-year school somewhere else, uh, and no, you don't get the choice of going to West Point. And you don't get the choice of going to the Naval Academy because both my father, my father gra graduated from West Point. And my brother graduated from the Naval Academy. I said, not from there. I said, you want to go to a normal four-year college? You go do that. If after that, you still feel the drive and the need to serve, then then we can talk about it. We talk about OCS and all of that, but first you get your degree and then I'll send you, you want to go to the military after that? That's on you. But uh, we'll, we'll yeah. roll that direction later on. Well, let me, yeah. let me ask you this, Adam, because we've talked about, of course, you know, COVID and medical tyranny and um, January 6th and the elections and, and all that. There's been so much craziness that's happened in our world in the last two years. Do you, uh, do you see that it's connected? Do you, do you feel that it's connected? Do you think it's all, or, what I, is the I personally yeah my my take on it per is it's all part of i mean none of this happens on accident um you know that it is part of a coordinated effort i do believe i mean you can chalk me up as a conspiracy theorist or whatever else but Noah is a conspiracy theorist and then it started to rain and um you know i i do believe in you know the 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 world economic forum foreign uh you know new world order uh own own nothing and be happy, Agenda 2030, all that stuff. And the only reason I do is because it comes out of their own mouth. So one thing I have learned over years and one thing I learned as, um, as a professional spy, I mean, for almost 10 years, was I learned to listen to people telling me what they were going to do because oftentimes, especially when it is nefarious, they are very serious about it. So uh, <laughs> in business, oftentimes I don't believe when people say that they're going to do something that is not nefarious, because I'm like, that means you'd actually have to get off your butt. You'd have to take a risk. You'd have to do all these other things. But when they tell you, like, we're going to put you all in, uh, you know, uh, like concentration um, camps. Yeah. You know, it's like, I tend to listen to them. Yeah. So, so like, hold on. You just said something. You, you just like <laughs> settled an argument that's been going on for probably about a <laughs> little over 15 years. years now that she's been like, I'm like, look, I understand how this works. She's like, why don't you trust them to do it? I'm like, cause you're, re you're relying on somebody else to actually do their job. I was like, you mm -hmm. don't understand. I'm relying. I I'll go do it for him because this is important enough to me that I want to make sure it gets done. She's like, just let them do it. I was like, no, I'm going to go do it. Why? Because I don't trust them to do their own job. It's something that's bred into you. I believe it's on the military side, but I also believe it also comes from what you just said. And a lot of times that if people are going to do something that dirty, that hairy, that just under, just that disgusting, it, it's going to come in the form of, I'm going to tell you first that I'm doing it. And yeah. it's almost, it's almost well, like you won't to, believe it. Yeah. yeah and yeah, and they yeah. have to absolve yeah. themselves of guilt, right? They've got to tell you so that yeah. you, if you don't do anything about it, then you're complicit. You're yeah, exactly. I warned you. I told you I, 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 told you I was going to put you in a cage and 
you know, take well, away it, everything you had. Helter Skelter. Uh, what the heck was his name? I'm trying to remember his name from the sixties. He did the whole Helter Skelter thing. He had the swastika burn in his head. Um, yeah. He was in Mar um, Manson. Manson. Yeah, Charles, Manson. Yeah. Charles Manson. He told everybody he was going to do it. Nobody believed him. Everybody said, oh, you're a coot job. And then he went out and did it. And then everybody was surprised. Yeah. Why are you surprised? He told yeah. you he was going to do it. Where is the surprise yeah. there? He showed none of the facial features or none of the, I saw the video, his, well, you've probably seen it too. You've seen that interrogation video too. Yeah. I, it, people think I, I, I joke about this stuff, but when we, when you see this stuff happen, there's certain things, indicators, key indicators. Take a read course. Go down and take the read course. That's all I'm going to tell you all to do. Go take the read course. <laughs> I don't think that's readily available to civilians. Actually, it is. is very it? much. Yeah, business professionals were down there taking it when I was there. It's very interesting when I was there. I wasn't allowed to wear a uniform. Hmm. I'll tell you about it. Awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, yeah, you know, it, 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 it's, it just is, I've just found that, that people, and I, there's now there are other people that would say like, oh, it's, it's part of their religion. They have to speak out and say what it is that they're going to do before they do it. Yeah, I, heard uh, that. I don't know if I go that far. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But all I know is that when they tell me, when they write books about it and they publish them and it's called, you know, like, uh, you know, the great, great reset. reset. You didn't like, think it was good job, Mike. I'm just knocking all sorts. Of <laughs> Normally yeah. that's me knocking stuff over. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I mean, to me, I think it's pretty simple. It's like, well, they wrote a book about it. They're holding conferences about it. They just did a simulation pandemic. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's not hard to put two and two together. And I mean, you can call me a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not the one that came up with it. They said yeah. it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just repeating, repeating what they said. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then when you yeah. repeat what they said, they look at you like you're crazy. And I'm like, wait, am I on glue? Like I've been, am I, am I, am I, have I been huffing something? So yeah. No. It's like I'm talking to a mirror here. You're, you're <laughs> we're, we're, we're the same individual. Yeah. Last February I was, well, when I was still working before I got, well, before I walked over a, I decided I didn't want to work for Nazis anymore because they put uh, a company-wide mandate through in October. And this was a hotel. Um, as soon as Biden put his presser out, even before they'd actually put anything on paper, my company was like, all right, you got to get vaccinated or you got to pay $150 a week for a test. And um, oh, and I was like, yeah, no, bye. I I'm out. And I already wasn't wearing a mask and everyone was would joke. They're like, Vlin <laughs> just doesn't give a fuck. Like I, I'd go into yeah. management meetings, like hotel-wide meetings, 250 people, every single person's wearing a mask except for me. And everyone's looking at me and I'm like, no, fire me. I don't care. I'm not playing your yeah. stupid games. And I finally walked. Um, but I completely lost my train of thought. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know how. I wasn't even talking. So. I know. It's not You're my fault. You're killing me. I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> so how am I killing me? <laughs> well, and, and and by the way, um, I do have to, I'm um, unfortunately, I've got about two minutes and then I got yeah, to go. Where, where, go. where, but, where um, can people find you? Where yes, can sir. They, uh, where if can we they... got doctors that want to come out and work for you, how do they, how do they yeah. go about, first of all, what is your, uh, because they might know a little bit of the secret, but they're not going to know all of it. But where is the one place that they can go to you and say, okay, hey, seriously, I got fired. I want to find a job. Yeah. So the, if they're a provider and they're looking for uh, alignment with us, easiest thing to do is send an email to team. That's T-E-A-M at rhsusa.com. That's rhsusa.com. Uh, you can also Google us. We're uh, on it's remote health solutions. We're all over the internet. Um, and then as well, if they're a patient, uh, I recommend they just go to our website, rhsusa.com, and then sign up for a telehealth appointment. Uh, as I say these days, come for the COVID, stay for the primary care. Uh, about 95% of what we're seeing right now are COVID patients that, that would like to talk to an honest doctor and would like some uh, therapeutics and alternate uh, um, you know, protocols to keep them out of the hospital. Uh, we're very successful at that. So for patients, you know, it's super simple. It's 89 bucks for a cash pay telehealth appointment, uh, all 50 states, uh, almost 24 seven, I would say, um, you know, give us a call. And, and if you just want to see an honest doctor, that's going to put your uh, best outcome, your best interest at heart and, and put you first. That's, that's what we shine at. Do, do you take 89, care? 89 bucks is less than, no, they don't take any insurance. It's cash pay only. Um, but 89 bucks cash is money. less than a copay for, for yeah. most private insurances. So that's not bad at all. For, Right. For a lot is we try to keep it very affordable. And then as well, 
Um, we are cash only because we don't want to have any sort of um, requirements or tie-ins to this. Yeah, to, if you start taking Medicare and Medicaid money, you're you're toast. You get and tied that's exactly in. What, yep. Yeah, yep. you get tied in that network. It's over. So, so this is, and I will tell you that we are di we are at the center of this fight that Remote Health Solutions is. We know all the folks from AFLDS. We know Pierre Corey with uh, FLCCC.net. We know uh, we know them all. And I mean, like literally name who's who in the zoo on the, the freedom med and patriot conservative movement side. And, and, and we know. Them. So, yeah. All righty. Dr. Stella is one of our favorites. So. I'm going to tease something for you guys. Please also. shoot. Make sure to tune in to on Saturday, February 19th to the Daytona NASCAR race, for the Xfinity series and pay close attention to what you see there. All righty. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. We will be watching do. it. I probably won't be, but he'll, he'll pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll do. I'm awesome. excited. Fantastic. All right. I'm excited All to right. share with the world and reveal to the world. What's next. Awesome. So, All right. Adam, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on. We really appreciate your time. Thank you all for having me. And uh, anytime you want me back to say the word, thank you. Absolutely. Yes, probably be after Daytona. <laughs> yes. I might yes. have some questions. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely hit up after Daytona. We'll go from there. All right. Appreciate all right, it, okay. sir. You have a good thank you so much. Have a great one. You too. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. So yes, Adam Hardage from uh, R Remote Health Solutions. Rem yeah, Remote Health Solutions. Yes, RH RHSUSA.com. And we do appreciate him coming on. Uh, folks, we will be back. Uh, we've got more interviews coming up. So uh, <laughs> as it is our interview day. It is. So it is. But not for long because we have some exciting Actually, well, would you just exciting you got to hold okay. you got to hold your your your, your just yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll slow my roll. Either way. Uh, again, we appreciate you being here. Like, share, subscribe as normal. And uh, let us know. Uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. If you have questions, um, you know, or if you will we'll attach all the links at the bottom of the podcast as usual. Yeah. And uh, we will move forward from yeah. here. Nurse Danny, Nurse Jody, this this one's for y'all. Yeah, we'll, so, we'll throw that out to them. Yeah, I, I'm trying I, to get you a job. I don't know. They're kind of doing the podcasting thing now. They're really big they in the podcasting are, thing. They are, yeah. Nurse, Nurse Danny works with us now. So, yeah. I mean, she's working side by side with us now on the Red Pill Project. Yeah, so. that's, that's so awesome. And I, I love, I love talking to her. I, I want to, I still want to bring her back on just because I love talking to her, yeah. but either way, folks, uh, we'll be back a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Thanks uh, for watching. Not, not going to take, take it. it. All right, folks. Have a great day.